Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Season 8 of Executive Presence Morsels. Today, I'm going to try to help you avoid a landmine. And that landmine has to do with certain truisms or expressions that people throw out that you may use in your leadership development or in the way you handle things that can really get you in a lot of trouble. And the reason for that is all these expressions generally have a kernel of truth to them and may even have a valid application. But sometimes, after years of being restated, we tend to not really understand the principle behind them and over-apply them to various situations and often situations in which they weren't intended to apply to and therefore make mistakes. Some of them are just bad advice, like uh, from Talladega Nights, if you're not first, you're last, right? Ridiculous advice that you always have to be first. Today, I want to talk about a specific truism that you hear people bantering a lot in leadership circles, uh, and you can apply this to your executive presence, and that is fake it till you make it, right? And faking it till you make it can be a very, very bad idea. It can actually court disaster. There is one specific instance where I believe it's a good idea to fake it, and I'll share that a little bit later on. Uh, but in general, I'm going to explain why that's a bad idea. So to understand that, we're going to look at this in the context of confidence and executive presence. If you don't have the confidence, you're about to give a presentation, you're about to uh, you know, give a public uh, speaking uh, performance, should you just fake it? Or if you have an assignment, should you just fake it and take the assignment even though you don't have the skills required to do it. So when we talk about confidence, I want to share the definition that I like to use, which is from The Confidence Code by um, Claire Shipman and Caddy Kay. And their definition is the purity of action produced by a mind free of doubt. One more time, it's the purity of action produced by a mind free of doubt. Now, what do you notice? with regards to skill in this definition. They don't even mention skill, right? They're just talking about the purity of action. And what does that even mean and why does it matter? So purity of action means you are performing at your highest level because your response is based on your training and is automatic. You're not stopping to consider a response when a response needs to be made right away. And if you think about interpersonal leadership skills, more often than not, it's, it's in the moment, right? When a crisis comes, you don't have time typically to say, hmm, let me think about that. I'll get back to you in five minutes, right? That doesn't inspire confidence. You don't have time, and please don't do this, to take out a checklist or calculate an algorithm to say, hmm, what is my best response to this personnel issue, to this leadership issue? 
people expect their leaders to respond with confidence in the moment. So faking it will not be a good idea if you don't have the skills to respond, right? That doesn't do any good for you because you'll fail and it doesn't do any good for the organization or the people who rely on you. Far better to say, look, I could use some help or there's something I don't understand. That is actually a more exemplary form of leadership than just pretending to be able to do something that you have no skill doing. Would you pretend to fly your family safely away in a helicopter when you don't know how to fly a helicopter? It's just ridiculous to try to do that. Now, before I stated, there is one instance where faking it could be applicable and this could be good advice. And I truly believe it. Faking it does make sense when it serves as a bridge for your confidence, which is available and you have the ability but temporarily that confidence is short-circuited. And that could be for various reasons. It could be you're tired, it could be there's something going on in your life that's making it difficult for you to concentrate. It could just be a momentary lapse in confidence. The fundamental difference is you have the ability to do it just in this particular moment, the feeling of confidence is not there. And the reason why fake it till you make it works and makes sense in this instance is because instead of letting that temporary thought or emotion dictate your performance, as we all know, thoughts and emotions change moment to moment. So if you do have the skill and the ability, the way to combat that temporarily negative thought or feeling is through action. And by action, it means just going about it, not going about it with skill you don't have, but going about it with the skill you have, even though you may not be feeling it fully in the moment. And what you'll find happens is as you start to act, you don't let that negative thought hinder you. And then along the way, you start to realize, wait a second, I can do this, I do have the ability, and more often than not, people will not have even noticed, and they'll be like, wow, what a great performance, what great executive presence. So to recap, it's really important to understand the principles behind any sort of leadership advice or truisms. And I love them. You know, I, I will admit, I just love these sorts of leadership truisms. So I'm guilty too. But understand the principle behind it and don't overextend or over apply them where you can get yourself in trouble. And also faking it does make sense when it's just a bridge to bridge your confidence and you do actually have the skills. Have there been situations where you tried to fake it and it was wildly successful or you tried to fake it and it was a horrible disaster? I would love to hear from you. You can leave a message on anchor.fm or send me an email to joe at connectioncounselor.com. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. It's Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome back. Today, I want to share with you the second worst performance review I ever received and what it taught me about executive presence. Not the worst performance review, but the second worst, and it was pretty bad. So this was many years ago, and like many bad performance reviews, it totally blindsided me, right? I mean, I suppose maybe I kind of knew things weren't super great, but I mean, did not realize the level of devastation uh, that would ensue from this review. Uh, You know, quick spoiler, I did keep my job, everything worked out fine, but it was a horrible, horrible performance review. So the part that I can share with you is the main piece of advice, the kernel that I got out of the performance review was that I needed to become a stronger writer. As as a lawyer, in terms of what I did, uh, my writing wasn't to the level where it should have been at that point in my career for the seniority. And my manager, I believe, um, out of concern and trying to develop me sincerely, was like, Joe, you need to really, really work on your writing and I can help you with that. Um, And, you know, that was a great kernel of uh, wisdom and feedback that I got from that. Now, in addition, I got a Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.